It's time for All Hands on Tech. Climb on board as hosts Amina and Isaac explore all the amazing things happening in Nova Scotia's tech sector. Each episode, we will chat with local experts to uncover the secrets of what makes Nova Scotia the best place for collaboration, innovation, and creativity. All Hands on Tech is proudly produced by Digital Nova Scotia, the industry association for Nova Scotia's growing tech sector. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, the folks at Podstarter, we got Reese in the building. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Am I am I officially the first guest? Yeah, yes. yeah. First podcast, first guest. <laughs> yeah, it's wild. It and is exciting. I think it's very very timely, and also you know, as we are recording in your studio, that uh, you folks be our first guest. So you're welcome. Yeah. Uh, we uh, hopefully you're feeling comfortable and, and like the space. So we'll so comfy, such a beautiful space. Yeah, oh, thank you. Right in the heart of downtown, <laughs> so really can't complain much, eh? And. Opposite Didi's ice cream. So <gasps> if you like ice cream Ooh, and burritos. There you and go. Bur- the combo in heaven. <laughs> so um, we kind of want to first start by shouting out some really cool technology um, that's going on. Just as like a, a quick like, hey, by the way, this is happening in Nova Scotia. Um and it's a shout out from um, one of our members who is Nerve Systems, and they actually use like heat map technology to sensor um, the movement of people. And super cool. There, there are some really crazy applications with that there, um, where they're talking about actually helping. Um, I believe people in not just hospitals, but helping with some prison work. And there's some some crazy stuff going on there. Yeah, like search and rescue. I bet that's really useful. Yeah. And it's good for security purposes, obviously, because you want to know who's going in and out. And they don't even have to have a cell phone. It's completely heat map censored. And they are, um, I think, operating right now out of Amherst. um, And they are spatial analytical Um, marketing technology that offers radio signal detection in real time without apps or software specifically designed for movement. So shout out to Nerve. We had uh, John send along his bio, but we we never got anything from you. So you get to do it on the air. (laughs) (laughs) Pressure's on. Uh, Yeah. Um, Do you you want me to just go into it? Jump right into it. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah, my name is Reese Waters. I'm one of the co-founders of Podstarter. I'm also a producer here. Um, I came to Nova Scotia four years ago after a, a kind of a, a what felt like a very long career in TV, radio, and podcasting in the UK uh, as a producer. And yeah, we we set up Podstarter because we realised that um, podcasting was a whole new communication channel and way of building communities and um, uh, doing PR and communications for for businesses and organisations and. I'm also addicted to podcasting and make too many of them in my spare time as well as in work. So That's awesome. Yeah. Nothing wrong with making a hobby and a, a pastime a, a business operation. You no, know? no, exactly. Yeah. It's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Love what you do. Yeah. Should we introduce John, even though he's not here? Like, should we, like, I, I, shout I'll, him out? I'll give him an introduction if yeah. you want. Perfect. Yeah, perfect. So, so John, uh, who couldn't be here today for, for, for family reasons, he um, his background's really interesting. He developed... Uh, he's done a lot of production work, but he also used to work in AR and VR. And he did work with like Marvel and Walmart. And he's worked with like Lego and all these cool brands around the world. And uh, we kind of joined up on on the idea of uh, Podstarter together um, after he kind of already done some really cool stuff. 
Awesome. Well, thank you both, Reese and John. Again, like, thank you so much for letting us use your beautiful space. Thank you for all the support and mentorship, honestly. Um, like, these guys are amazing at giving mentorship for starting a podcast. Like, there's absolutely nowhere else you should be going. Yeah. Oh, thank you. That's <laughs> absolutely. Nice yeah. No, we give full credit for our uh, amazing uh, name as well to you lovely folks because, uh, yeah, we wouldn't have been able to kick this off as well as we have without you. No problem at all. So, yeah. do we want to? Do some rapid fire. Yeah, rapid fire time here. <laughs> so we just have five super short and quick questions, and they're completely random. Okay, um, can so I answer, answer with one word or like a sentence or? Yeah, anything that comes like directly to mind when we shout out. <laughs> Feel free to take a few seconds. Okay, like that's not fine, first, yeah. first thought because it might be completely irrelevant to the question. Yeah, yeah. Um, do you want to do one? I do one. Yeah, back and forth. Let's go. So I'll start. What's your favorite drink? Um. I really like Rattlers. Like a chilled yeah. Rattler. It's quite Even a few in the winter. I'll drink one here. in the winter too. I know it's a summer drink, but. Sweet. It is. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Um, number two here is favorite season of the year. I I love winter. And I know that's a very controversial choice, but um, you don't get winter like you get winter here in the UK or in Wales. Mm. And I, it's such a novelty. I love it. I could I just like having a campfire in the snow. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know why. Wow. <laughs> Unpopular take, I think. Yeah, I was gonna say definitely for like I would especially say Nova Scotians. Like winter's probably the the least favorite uh season of the year. Yeah, but I'm always warm. My hands yeah, I, there you go. are always warm and in the summer is a nightmare. I'm like putting them in the freezer. <laughs> but in, wow. in the winter is perfect. I just don't need to wear gloves. Instead of the heat packs, you'll get cold <laughs> exactly. packs. Exactly. Awesome. Okay. Dream breakfast. Uh, eggs Benedict. Ooh, mm. good choice. Or like fancy, where it's all stacked with like, like nice. over easy, runny. Yeah, hard. super runny. Oh yeah, yeah, that's good. Last one. Um, how do you like to travel? Hop on a plane or a road trip? Oh, road trip definitely. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I think I like planes, but when you're looking down on everybody and it feels like it's Lego, you kind of you're kind of missing out on something. Whereas when you're actually driving and even going off the highways and just going on like the smaller roads. Um, I think you, you just you just you get surprised by stuff. You never get surprised in an airport, only by how expensive. Yeah, <laughs> so, oh, or okay. how uncomfortable the places are to sleep. So. Yeah, true, yeah. true, true. All right, so cool, cool. We so can... we'll run into a Q and A period. Cool. Just kind of do some back and forth here and learn a little bit more about yourself and Podstarter, and uh, more importantly. Uh, are there too many podcasts? <laughs> there are too many bad podcasts. No, um, <laughs> honestly, I say this all the time. There's like the vast majority of podcasts are people just going, hey, I can do one. I've yeah. got a phone. I can just have a go and just make a podcast. Um, and there's nothing stopping you. There's nothing wrong with people experimenting and trying. It's just like if you're going to start sketching pictures or making your own videos, like I've got I'm, I've got no problem with that. But um, I, think, I think the thing is, is that when people – when an organization or a business or somebody is actually going to launch a podcast that is representative of their organization, they wouldn't necessarily start doing it on their phone themselves without any experience. So it's, it's kind of making sure that people go into podcasting the right way if they want to use it effectively. Um, there are still everyone uh, kind of who, d who doesn't necessarily identify a niche or that kind of like area or community that is really relevant um, is really going to struggle to kind of build a, a generic like mass audience yeah. is always I feel like um, those podcasts that really know who they want to talk to and what they want to talk about and the kind of conversation nobody else is having those are the shows that really thrive and there's plenty of space for shows like that I believe yeah Sweet. 
Yeah, that's a good point. I know that, like, especially since, like, the pandemic, everybody's, like, taking on a passion project. It's mm. like, I really want to talk over a mic and I really want to go on, like, all those yeah, Instagram yeah. lives. And, like, what do you think is, like, a super um, good place to start for somebody to know if a podcast is the right avenue for them? I would, like... Personally, I one of the things I did was just start recording. Like before, before I came to Canada, I was always a behind the scenes producer or direct. I'd never done anything on camera myself. I was always recording and then editing other people. And I realized during the pandemic, I was like, I, I need to make some comedy. I need to make have something for fun, um, you know, um, and I really needed to kind of overcome my assumption that I couldn't do it. So I I would just do little test records of maybe an episode I would do just for me. And then I'd delete the files after I'd listen back to them. But it was more of a, it was like a practice session. Just you can produce content if you've never done it before without pressurizing yourself to share it with anyone. Yeah, There's nothing wrong with keeping it internal. I know we're so used to sharing everything these days, oh, but, it, but holding back or uh, maybe it's better than you thought it was and you do put it out there, but not setting the expectation that everything you make in those early stages has to be public. But if you like record an episode and you delete it and didn't share it, did you record an episode? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That's like the mentality. Yeah. It's like exactly. everything is to be shared. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's like that that saying that it's like if a tree falls in the middle of the forest and no one hears it, did, did the it tree fall? actually fall? You know? <laughs> Was the podcast ever actually recorded? Yeah. yeah. Exactly. yeah. If, if nobody else heard it but you. Exactly. It was secret. Yeah. And but I, I think, it, oh, no, I was just going to say, I think that's a really good like idea too because I know so many people, they get into like journaling or they your point exactly they get into a passion project and they're like i have to make money from this i yeah, have to yeah, capitalize yeah. this but that's so much work and also podcasts are really accessible exactly like the accessibility of a podcast you know editing a video is i don't even get me started um but editing audio it's 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 relatively straightforward it is yeah it's, it's definitely like a more straightforward process than video editing but at the same time you have to work harder to keep that single sense yeah. entertained. Um, you know, sometimes if you've got bad audio in a video, you can lean on changing the sound or um, vice versa. Or if, you know, there's, whereas with audio, it's all about the the, the waveforms that you've recorded or what you mm. add to it. So um, I, although I do really like, so I, when I was, I never thought I would do pure audio projects because I always wanted to do TV when I was, when I was younger or film. Um, and then I did some radio projects for the BBC and it blew my mind because with like TV, when you have like a fixed budget, your ambition is limited by that budget. Because if you say, I want a dinosaur, you, unless you're like special effects or like prosthetics or whatever yeah. you can do to kind of yeah. create that, it's very hard to do a convincing dinosaur. Whereas in audio, there's tons of sound effects. So you can make yeah. your own sound effects and um, it kind of, there's a, uh, it unleashes your creativity in terms of what you can do. And even if you don't have a budget, it doesn't, uh, your creativity isn't limited by uh, the money you have in that sense. You yeah. know what's a really good example of that that I actually um, learned about recently? The maker of Jaws yeah. had like, okay. So apparently in making Jaws, they invested like a ton of money into like this like prosthetic shark or something like that. And when it, the result of it was, it wasn't usable for film. So if you notice like in the original Jaws, you never see you yeah, just yeah, see yeah. that top fin. Yeah. So he's like, what if I only create this top fin and that music, what's the jaw? That was the only way that you knew the that, that the shark was near. So that's a really cool way that like they used audio yeah, creatively yeah, yeah. where yeah. like the visual failed. Just that yeah. score was like 
Yeah, so I mean, how old is our film? And we all uh, we, it was it was made before we were all born, and we all know like, the, we all know the music to it. Yeah, but I think that yeah, like it, it, it using audio and using sound. Like my my one of my film lecturers always used to say that sound is half the picture, mm. and it was that thing of like how how you can kind of enhance the the experience through sound design with the visuals. But then when you take the visuals away, you have a lot of. Um, yeah, you have a lot more creativity and free reign, but also you have to, the audio does have to kind of hold out in terms of quality and, and editing and all yeah. those things too as well. So. Well, and it also leaves it up to the audience's interpretation too as well. Like yeah. I'm just thinking of people who like only like reading books and then there's the people who are like hardcore movie fans, but like the people who like the books like it because they're reading it and they're able to like picture everything in yeah, their heads, yeah, yeah, yeah. like what's happening there? Like what am I envisioning? But in, in a movie, you're seeing it all play out in front of you and you know, back to Amina's point exactly, like sometimes that's really limited and yeah. if you don't do a good job of reenacting and making that creativity come to life, then you you lose a lot of people. Exactly. And and also like do you think back five years ago, if you said, right, I'm gonna create a really immersive experimental audio experience You'd have nowhere to distribute it really that's to a true. wider audience. Now these days yeah. you do. You've got podcasts. You know, you can create something that sounds completely different. There's no creative boundaries to what you can do, and you might find an audience with it. And I think like our generation is just more I think we fit the the brand of a podcast more because isn't it like there's certain things you can't say on the radio? There's certain things that you yeah. can't do for a radio show. Like there's so much restriction where yeah. it's like Podcast is like say what you want, and the right audience will kind of listen yeah. in. Isn't yeah. that like? Uh, yeah, because because the broadcast rules in radio are very different. There's kind of there's there's guidelines and restrictions and laws, whereas podcasting is kind of wild west. There's people using audio clips from movies and music they might not have copyright yeah. to. It happens all the time, and maybe there's a day where it'll get policed and it'll, it'll catch up with people. I hope not. But I, I I don't know what's. I mean, there's so much content being produced so regularly. Um, it couldn't be done by people it'd have to be like some yeah. kind of ai but at the same time um i think that that's that the, the the way that people you know grab images for memes the way that people yeah. like cut stuff up on tiktok is very hard to police that these days and i i'd compare it to people reusing tiktok videos on reels and Great. you know you know kind of uh, cutting stuff together podcasted is very similar the content is 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 a is messy in the sense of there's no clear copyright no yeah <laughs> so, and if yeah. it like if there was how would you enforce that and exactly how would you police yeah that? with podcasts there's so i mean so many podcasts exactly <laughs> too many maybe? i know i was gonna say i'm like oh i'm being that person that starts repeating the the title but uh i mean it is true there's so many out there but there's there's not too many there are some amazing like communities and subreddits and facebook mm -hmm. groups really? out there where people will say hey and often people will chip in with experiences they've had so yeah, that's definitely one of my favorite parts about pod podcasting is the fact that i can just put headphones in and i can listen to like an expert talk about something yeah. that i'm super passionate about for an hour like no commercials or anything like that like just hearing them you know go on um and that's that's easily my favorite part and it's all over the world that you can listen to too so yeah the weirdest part though is once you've been doing it and you've had people listen to the show and if people have been listening to you for a long time, like one of the shows I, I host, we're getting close to 200 episodes over two wow. years. So there's a lot of time that people, some people have spent with our content mm -hmm. and they feel like they know you and you have never met them. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, okay. So it's really weird. One of my like favorite podcasts is of, um, it's called What's, What's Your Sign? And it's like these three like California girls, not even like 
I would never run into them ever in life, but like they are so relatable with their like just raw conversation about astrology. Yeah. Um, and like they take you from the beginning, like what's the sun sign, what's the star sign. Anyways, end up following one of them on like Instagram, and like we go back and forth like within each other's stories. Like we chat. There, I made well, a friend ta- from talking? listening to. We're talking. She responds. What? She's a Taurus like me, and we like we talk. Like I'm like, yeah, are yeah, you going yeah. through this right now? And she's like, yeah. And I don't know if she does that with all her listeners. I'd feel very unspecial if she did, but. <laughs> Like, I literally made a friend through a podcast because I was, like, a super fan. But that's it as well. Is the For me, I, I, the ideal podcast is I feel like I'm in a room with some friends. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're having a conversation that I'm really interested in. And this is where I hang out with these people because we talk about this stuff and I can't talk about this stuff anywhere else. And, yeah. and to me, that's, like, the ideal um, kind of setup. Or even I'm just listening to somebody I find interesting yeah and i think that um podcasts that really do build like that's a great way like they built they're like hey you you like our content and why you like it yeah. so why wouldn't they engage with you because they they're making that show because they they love the topic mm-hmm. they, they're passionate about it this is the yeah. one conversation they want to have with the world more than any other mm-hmm. so when somebody else reaches out and validates what they're doing um you know why why wouldn't they kind of respond with that kind of positivity and go well yeah. you're among friends so yeah. you know building shows like that is is amazing is is, is a to be part of a, a community whether you're a listener or a podcaster yeah. uh, feels special because um you don't get that from a lot of mainstream content where you it's that that, that easy to reach out and build that connection so. yeah and especially within the past i mean we re- referenced this briefly already but in the past three years like just finding community yeah has been so difficult yeah and I wanted I wanted to ask as well for for you folks at Podstarter, like what, like how has the past three years been? <laughs> well, it's interesting because when we first set up the business, we we signed a lease on a studio, and then a month later, the world went into lockdown. So we were like, <laughs> hey, this is going to be like an in person, you know, record Yikes. podcast coaching business, yeah, uh, <laughs> you know, where we kind of like this the strategy and all, you know. Um, and we then realized that there was still, if anything, the demand and interest for podcasts increased because lots of people couldn't do lots of things. They couldn't do videos, they yeah. couldn't do conferences, yeah. but they could podcast. So um, before all everything sold out, I went to, to Best Buy and uh, like to like Canada computers and, <laughs> and all those kind of stores just to get as many podcast microphones as we could just because then we created these mobile kits and with a lot of our clients then we then started doing like we'd wipe them over and we'd do doorstep delivery and um, then we'd kind of coach people to build a good recording environment with just in a closet or with uh, pillows Mm. Um, and then it allowed them to people felt like they were being productive they were doing this whole new creative project they were able to talk to people differently during lockdown because hey I know we can't do our typical thing but here's a podcast that we hope um and also the guests were available everyone yeah. had time so a lot of people we were able to get a lot of recording and so we're actually kind of turbocharged our business to the point where it's now a, a hybrid version where sometimes we're in the studio like we are now recording yeah. other times we have clients like we we're currently working in the podcast in california and we they, we're never going to have them in the studio yeah, exactly. unless they're in halifax for a reason or they but it, it, it allowed us to rethink our business model so that we were open to just clients who were entirely remote and we just coached them through good recording practices in the right environment where they were really so yeah that's really cool that's that's really really cool um it's a good challenge yeah <laughs> yeah no it's definitely like I, I i know speaking with so many individuals throughout the pandemic it just 
keeping people connected has been yeah. the hardest part mm-hmm. because it's so easy to put yourself in isolation and just put the horse blinders on, as I like to say, and just power through. Yeah. But, you know, we're, we're social creatures by nature and, you know, you need to find other avenues to stay social and connect exactly. with people. And this is a definitely a great a prime avenue, prime real estate <laughs> <laughs> it was to good, keep connected. It was good timing, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Even convincing people, like podcast listenership shot up during lockdown. Yeah. Um, so even like convincing people about the benefits of podcasting, um, it became much more of a focus for people in a way that we hadn't experienced before the pandemic. So it was kind of a silver lining and, you know, um, everyone's taking what wins they could from those two years, I think. So yeah. if, like, if you had any at all, you're very lucky, I think. So. Yeah. So good for the community, but let's talk about like what everybody wants to talk about, which is like the bottom line. What does it make money? <laughs> so, so typically um, with podcasts, we have this, I, I'd say there's, there's people who come to us all the time saying, I want to launch a podcast. How fast can I make money out of it? <laughs> and I always say, hey, well, what about if, if you thought about launching a YouTube channel and making money from that? Have you thought about building a massive uh, Instagram audience and making yeah. money from that? There's no, just because you have a podcast, there's no guaranteed income stream. There's no kind of get rich quick scheme in yeah. podcasting. Um, there are people who do get very rich. There are people who get are able to quit their day job and earn a, earn a <laughs> yeah. kind of earn a similar living from it that they, as they did. There are people who just cover their costs. There are people who never make any money at all. Um, and you know those people at the top are a very small percentage of of podcasters. Um, and uh, we always we've always been upfront about that with people in that first literally is like often it's the first conversation that we have with with people who come into it. But we say but. The real monetization is your ability to uh, broadcast, yeah. um, uh, or we we like to use the term narrowcast because it's it's kind of very direct to a certain mm. demographic of people that you might want to identify. The real monetization comes from marketing, PR, communications, relationship building. If you have a podcast and someone you'd like to work with has listened to a few episodes, they already feel like they know you before you meet them. That's true. Um, and the the kind of benefit of 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 having an authentic conversation like this yeah. means that people feel like they already um, kind of understand your tone, and and um, they might they might choose you because of it. They might choose you uh, choose to not go with you because they go. I listened to his podcast. Didn't like the sound of him. So. <laughs> okay, so that, that I want like side question. Have you ever listened to a podcast and then you're like, I don't like their voice. I'm not listening to this. Is voice important? I I honestly I think it's necessary. If you kind of got a voice that grates with people, you can't really hold that against someone. I think it's more about attitude and how they respond to questions and answers. Yeah. I think it's about personality and, and the tone and, you know, how you how you converse with people. I think, yeah. um, I think if people listen to you talk and they go, oh, I'd, I'd feel comfortable with them or that they, they sound like they, um, they'd be fun to work with. I think that um, that can be a, a big deciding factor. Um, so yes, some people's voices, <laughs> other people find annoying is all subjective. But, yeah. <laughs> you know, Who knows? It, maybe there might be someone with a, you know, air quotes here, like an annoying voice, but maybe somebody, they're fun to listen to. But you, you know? could also argue that it's distinct. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah. and yeah. Uh, having a, you know, you look at like kind of, um, even in things like like supermodels, they look for people who look distinct. That's There's no yeah. like generic supermodel look anymore. Mm-hmm. People might be having a distinct voice could be a real asset because people instantly recognize, yeah. oh, that's that's yeah. that person. Or like voice actors, prime example. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. People like and remember the names of voice actors who have like 
the wildest voices or like can really hit those tones. That's true. Um, those are the those are the folks you remember. So yeah. <laughs> um, and I'm I'm also just curious too in terms of because I've seen things be thrown around all over the place in terms of metrics. Like how what is the best way to measure success in a podcast? So the most successful interaction that you can hope for, I think, is somebody reaching out and, and explaining how your podcast has made them change how they feel about something, Aww. inspired them, you know, has actually um, allowed them to kind of uh, see the world differently at a time when they really needed that kind of additional perspective. Um, like we've had reviews and emails for some of the comedy shows um, that, that we've done in the past that uh, say things like, I really needed a laugh. And wow. I listened to the show and I laughed for a whole 30 minutes and nice. I hadn't laughed in weeks and I needed it. And those, you kind of, you go, well, like, I don't need to get paid. I'll just do this for free. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, was, and and um, But then also I think that when you have, when you build a community around your show, so you actually have um, people who are really, they go out and, and feel ownership where they, you've interacted with them, you've asked for their feedback, you've implemented ideas, and you have a group of people around the show that actually feel like they're, um, they're supporting you, they're part of the story, they're part of, of what you're doing with it, um, and then also communicating with you on a regular basis. To me, I think that would be a successful podcast because nice. you know that what you're doing is worthwhile and that people are enjoying it and that you're building something from it. One example we do have is we do a podcast called Mullinger Meets Canadians, and it's the comedian James Mullinger, and he interviews Atlantic people from Atlantic Canada who have done amazing or interesting things. Either they've left, they grew up here and they left, or they moved here and they've built something here. Um, and uh, we, a lot of the audience is outside of Atlantic Canada. They tend to be Ontario, BC, Alberta. And somebody reached out to us saying that they'd listened to every episode and they were born in Cape Breton and moved um, over to Ontario. And that because of the show, they were thinking of relocating their life back wow. to wow. back to Nova Scotia That's because awesome. the conversations had inspired them so much. So to me, that would be like a the perfect moment of success. Yeah. <laughs> so, so is podcasting an art or a science? Ooh, <laughs> that is, yeah. Do you know what? I wouldn't. I I'd say is 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 more of an art, definitely, yeah. because you can always. There's no recipe for success that can be repeated. Mm -hmm. I feel like there's a lot of time in. You can have you could have the same show with the same hosts and the same um, kind of tone, but if it if it arrives two years early or two years late, it might miss its opportunity to catch. The, the timing of, of what happens in that moment. That's so. the point. There's how no you, prime algorithm. No, no, and it's like, how do you even figure out what's the timing for whatever you're speaking about? Exactly. Like, where does your niche fit in? Exactly, yeah. exactly. So, But it doesn't mean you shouldn't do it. I mean, <laughs> if you're kind of going into it hoping to be like a runaway success, right. you, there's a good chance, there's a very slim chance you could, but there's a very good chance that if your expectations are way up there and, and the, the realistic reality is, is somewhere... Uh, between nothing and, and, and the middle, then um, you kind of go into the podcasting, setting yourself to fail because you, because of those standards you have set. So I would say that you've got to go in there being realistic about what your goals are and having realistic goals of, well, I would like everyone between this age and this age in this town to be listening in um, 
if they like this topic or this thing. Um, or I would like everyone in the world who is into um, like blindfolded knitting. This is the podcast. <laughs> this is the wow. podcast for them. You know, you can, you can have a very small goal or a big goal, but if you're kind of specific about your goal, you're more likely to get success. I What's think, like so. the most specific podcast you've ever listened to? Um, <laughs> I try to think. So do you remember the TV show Do South? Do so now. I don't. So, Do South was a Canadian TV show about a Mountie that went to Chicago because he was following a trail of whom some, somebody had murdered his father, I think. Oh my God. So, it's a kind of a comedy show. It was kind of like a cop buddy series from the 90s, <laughs> but it was huge in the, it was a huge success in the UK. So much so that the BBC gave money to CBC to make another season or wow. half funded it. Um, and me and my friend were going to do a podcast on that TV show because Whoa. we were really into it. He's a survival expert. I was like, I moved to Canada. And that was the first time I ever, I was a kid, the first time I ever heard of Canada was through that TV show. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's was so like, Let's funny. do it. And then we realized that somebody else had already launched. No, really? No, no, no. Oh, no. A TV show. Shut the front door. <laughs> so, uh, we thought we were like, nobody has done this because hardly everyone remembers this show. So. There's, honest, that makes me believe like there's something and someone out there for everybody because they're like, is, yeah. like how, how? They're really, is i mean we were joking at the beginning about asmr podcasts but i've definitely seen them there's like genres in asmr yeah, like, yeah, yeah that's yeah. how like specific there's like sub genres of sub genres like yes. there's like asmr then there's food and then there's like specific types of food yeah. and then like and then there's just like types of breathing and then there's like <laughs> activities and well with all that talk about genres like what are some podcast genres that have like you feel it haven't been tapped into or what are some of the genres that are being like over exhausted? So I think there's especially like we, we have a lot of corporate customers who are businesses. Um, I think there's a, there's a huge, huge amount of business podcasts. Mm. There's a lot of kind of uh, uh, podcasts that are, um, you know, Hey, we're the business show. And, and I think that there's, it's great to have a healthy ecosystem uh, of like different kinds of shows. But I think that, um, if the, the the real opportunities to stand out and do do a business show very differently or to be really specific in that sense, there's tons of shows who are just hey we're just friends navigating life. You know that is another yeah. kind of just two friends and it's just what are we going to talk about this week? I don't know. Just some stuff happened. You know the, the, there are a lot of podcasts like that, mm -hmm. and yeah. I think that if you aren't that if you don't have that focus of who our audience is what are we talking about why are you here you can get away with that i think if you're famous and you've got it already like so a, a lot of influencers do that because yeah. they're like well they just like you know they like they they've seen the feed and they yeah. like you know my life so i'm just gonna talk about my life that's what they want so it's totally fine i i think that you're seeing more and more as well um and the, something that's really exciting is audio dramas like scripted mm. dramas with stars that aren't necessarily long running. They might just be six episodes or one nice. 90 minute episode, just literally just kind of these almost like movie style podcast experiences. Really? Um, I think, you know, that there's more money in podcasting. They're kind ah. of going, hey, imagine what if, if they said, hey, there's a new um, uh, like Sherlock Holmes uh, kind of podcast with a really cool actor or um it, it, they if they cast it right then i think that they had a few a-listers and maybe the writer was somebody who had like won an oscar then yeah. there's a good chance they're going to get a good turnout or something I, I don't know but i think um that area of creative audio creative audio design writing acting i really feel like 
those areas of where podcasting will grow in the future. Um, but I think it will always come down to people in a room talking authentically about something will still be like the main staple, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, I think so. Oh, I'm just thinking too, like even on like Netflix, they're starting to do like, um, like choose your own stories yes. and stuff. And I'm like, that's so cool. I mean, not my my ballpark, but I'm like, that's so cool exactly. that we're like in a world where you can like sit and watch TV and you can, you know, basically play a game at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wonder if that's something potentially like podcasts will be able to do. That'd be really cool. We yeah. should do one. That's a great idea. Yeah. There you <laughs> so, go. Hey, listen. Skip to episode five if you want to turn left. Yeah. <laughs> episode six if you want to turn right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The way we're experiencing everything is changing so quickly. Yeah. So quickly. It's like hard to keep up. It is. It's hard to keep up. It is. But it's also really exciting because I've never, I remember like before the internet, which, because I'm old. Before um, the internet. Before the internet. (laughs) (laughs) What? Like like, who? (laughs) You were never surprised or delighted by something you didn't know existed as frequently as you are today. Like it would be maybe, maybe you'd be surprised or delighted by something on TV twice a month if you were lucky and that was a good month yeah now it's kind of literally like five times a day you scroll onto something and go what is that yeah i didn't know dogs sounded like that and you know it's like but it's really good it's good i think the sense of community is the biggest one because it's like maybe if i was like growing up in this like backwoods town and i liked this specific thing i'm like i'm such a loner i'm so alone nobody likes what i like but like now the internet has connected us podcasts have connected us it's like wait Somebody is just as weird as I am. And they like just this specific topic, just like I do. And it's definitely, it's cool. There's like people who like live in these cultures there that are digital primarily. And like they have like, you know, language they use and Mm -hmm. like dress codes and all these things that no one in your town might understand. But you're connected with thousands of people and you get to engage with that culture and that kind of style as often as you want. It's amazing. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. I think like, what do you, if you had to like leave people with a message about podcasting, um, what would it be? I'd say that if you want to get into podcasting and you're worried because lots of people are doing it and there's lots of shows out there, um, think about what is the one conversation and the one message you want to share with the world. And when you sit down in front of the microphone, keep that in your keep that in mind you know what is what is what is your experience and what is your uh what are your passions uh, going to allow you to make uh, a podcast that will you will have infinite energy for mm. that you because it's going to take a lot of energy to kind of keep building your show yeah and that you're going to just grow and develop and be inspired by as you keep making episodes and speaking to new people or nice. researching new topics, I think it's just making sure that you're there for the right reason is is the most important thing you can have. So, yeah, nice. Is that, is that okay? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay? Oh my goodness! No, that, I feel inspired. Yeah, <laughs> say, you inspired us to start this project. So, oh, uh, you definitely hit the hit the nail on the head with that one. Yeah, yeah. we kind of did uh, tech tips already. No, like story time. Oh, you want to go into story time? Story yeah. time sounds cool. Um, we want to kind of use it to highlight some cool stories and experiences we have working in the tech industry in cool. Halifax. You want to think on one while we maybe tell ours and then you share a cool Yeah, you go first. Cotton, that's yeah. Right. All right. Um, so I don't know if like everybody's aware, but in Halifax we have, what is that on Citadel Hill? What and is it? The, I, most people just call it the noon cannon. The noon cannon. Okay. And nobody warned me that every day at what time? Noon. 
Oh, <laughs> the wow. Noon I mean, at, uh, yeah, the cannon at 147 p.m. every single day. The noon cannon goes off. <laughs> Sorry. The noon cannon at noon goes off, and nobody warned me. And our office is on Barrington Street, so, like, I think we... We're, like, 13th floor, like, yeah, so facing the cannon. Yeah. Perfect view and perfect opportunity to hear. And, like, I, the first time I sat in the office and I heard... I can't I think, even mimic what it sounds yeah. like. It's just like really loud and like boom. Yeah. <laughs> what are those pirate gangs? Yeah. What a, yeah. So I was like, oh my God, what is that? And I think it happened a couple times before I noticed. I was yeah. like, that sound again. Yeah. What is that? And well, I was, I was going to say, I, re- I remember you coming up to me and you're like, I always hear this noise at noon before we're about to go to for lunch. Like, what is it? And I was like, I don't, Amina, what are you talking about? <laughs> You were like, it's just this loud, like it just shakes everything. Cause you know, silver you lining, know. you always know when it's lunchtime. Yes. So that's yeah. my little Halifax story. Well, I was, I was going to say, it's kind of like, you know, when you're, it's kind of nostalgic. Cause you know, when you're like in elementary or like junior high and there's that obnoxious bell. bell rings for lunch yeah, and you're yeah. like, woo, like I can go outside <laughs> now. I can go eat my food. Okay. I had a handbell in my like, um, oh, like ding, ding, and we used to like fight to see who could like take turns to ring the bell. I, when I was there, I had a watch and I was, they chose me. They were like, Hey, you've got a watch. You can tell the time you can do it. And after, <laughs> after a few months, I was like, I wasn't enjoying it. Cause I was like, I had to leave class early. I had to go get the bell. Oh, I had to go so I much like, responsibility. I, know, I was about eight and I remember like standing up, um, to say to the teacher, I just, I just don't want to do it anymore. Yeah. Like I kind of quit ringing the bell. <laughs> and that was the first time he quit a job. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Was, uh, <laughs> what I happens astounded. if you weren't there? How, I, well, she was just so astounded that it was like, you just don't want, you don't want this responsibility. I'm like, it's like eight. No, I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the one kid in the school with a watch. Yeah, like. I want to run around in circles till like, I pass out. Yeah. yeah like did nobody else have a watch? Was that? Did nobody else have a watch? Watch. They did, I think they. I, I had like this giant Super Mario watch with a ah, game on oh, that didn't yeah. work. And, uh, <laughs> it's all the time, but you couldn't play. Oh, the I was game. gonna say. Imagine if it was told the wrong time. Exactly. And every time you're, it was like ten o'clock, and you're like, "All right, lunchtime. Exactly. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> you can has, eat now. It hasn't moved for two hours. Still lunchtime. <laughs> That's so funny. funny. But yeah, <laughs> any cool stories? So um, yeah, I got, I got, I got it's a cool story. It's about. Um, so I live in like, a sub- I call it a suburban wilderness. It's kind of like the, it's out of the city and people like the lots are kind of spread out. There's a lot of trees. It's kind of, our house is almost right in the Blue Mountain wilderness. Kind of, mm-hmm. I don't know if you've been there or it's, you know, just, just within HRM. But yeah. What it's part? Like, um, Not to give it to, uh, Kind of like Hammond's Plains area. Oh, okay. Um, so we're kind of, we, we bought it, we bought out there when we first arrived here because we were really... Uh, our idea of a Canadian dream was to be living in a forest with wildlife and, and all this kind of cool stuff. Absolutely. Only way can you do it. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So we we kind of, we were of the mindset of, ah, oh, you know, we'll see like bears and moose and all these things. Um, and then uh, for we saw deer, we saw rabbits. Nice. Deer are cool. Rabbits are cool. You know, we, Staples. A, yeah. bold, a bald eagle tried to, tried to take our dog, but realized oh. it was too big <laughs> once it got close and changed its direction last minute. Oh, oh goodness. But then it wasn't until... Um, we got um, these blink cameras installed that we've realized how much wildlife we had. What? <laughs> because you only see, if you're not there to see stuff all the time. Yeah. So I get an alert on my phone to say, oh, like a parcel's been delivered, that, that kind yeah. of thing. Um, and in like six months after we had those cameras like set up, we had uh, a black bear kind of poking his nose no. trying to get through oh, our wow. basement door. We oh. had a lynx. I think it was a lynx. 
I wasn't like a full-size bobcat. We've had um, coyotes. Nice. And, I'm, and it made me realize, I was like, what have we done? We like live. <laughs> oh my like, God. We're surrounded by all these wild animals. Yeah. <laughs> it was great. Yeah. But uh, thank you so much for, you know, having us be here and yeah. use your studio and letting us talk to you like this. Been no, fantastic. Cool. No, thank you. Thanks for tuning in to All Hands on Tech. Interested in learning more? Visit us on our website at www.digitalnovascotia.com. We'll see you next time. This has been a Podstarter production. production.